Hey guys, this is the next episode. I decided to talk about random stuff today. Like, it's just going to be a rant. It's going to be a chat, random chat with you about stuff. I have taken an MBTI test today. And if you know what MBTI is, it it's a test, a psycho, psychological test about your type. As a person, there are 16 types. So I used to be obsessed with this test. I found out about it when I was like 14 or 15, I don't remember correctly. And I, I went to this test and it told me that I'm an INTJ. And to tell you that I had a whole identity crisis is to tell you nothing because I have read everything about INTJ on the internet. I've seen any, I've seen every meme, like every meme. And then I learned, I decided to learn everything about MBTI. And this is why. Because if you read the description of an INTJ, this is like a strategist person who's very uh, lonesome and like kind of doesn't like to socialize. And this person is really, really imaginative, but also like strategic. And this person is super rational. Like this person just like doesn't really vibe with feelings. And yeah, and it's super organized. So I will be honest with you guys. I think right now that I was so obsessed with MBTI because it was kind of validating me as a person. But the truth is, is that I was just really, really closed off and I was kind of a little bit depressed. Like I was just, you know, I was my in, in my teenage, if back in the days you would say emo era, you know, I was like, I just, I, I don't vibe with people. Like, I don't understand you all. Like, you don't like, I don't like you. Like, I just, I want to be by myself. I was in this era for a really long time, but eventually it genuinely became my excuse for not socializing or not changing myself. Like I genuinely knew that I am not being good in my own mind and that the way I think is very destroying uh, and, and very negative towards me and in my life. But I was like, well, I'm just an IJJ. What can I do? And I, I started to take pride in it almost. And then I remember one time I was even Googling like, uh, so there is a way to match with different types. And I was like, okay, you know, who matches the INTJ? And then I read about the fact that literally INTJ is one of the least likable personality type uh, because most types just don't like it and don't vibe with it. And I was like, that, like, that makes sense. And this explains my whole life. And that also shows why I have no friends, <laughs> right? That was my thinking. And um, to tell you that I was wrong is to tell you nothing. But I will be honest, like, it kind of worked for me back in the day because it 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 really did validate me and i was like there's nothing wrong with me i'm just like idj and that's great and if you read the idj description that was literally me from 15 to 18 to the t at least like that age for sure um but as i've already said it, it impacted really weirdly on me eventually because i became sort of you know first it freed me right because i i read a description i was like oh my god that's so me and that explains everything why am i so weird and i'm so you know not like everybody else and blah 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 uh but eventually it became something that was really closing me off because it's like i remember like in the in the last months of me being in that era i was so frustrated and i literally started 
thinking that the only reason why I'm so sad and I have no friends and I'm so, you know, antisocial and stuff like this is because I'm an INTJ. And I was like, can I change my personality type? Like, why am I cursed? Why does nobody like INTJs? But frankly speaking, like, for me, that was just an excuse to continue my negative self-talk and just hate towards everything that I had. And that's crazy. And that's crazy. Um, And right now, I recently took the test. And I was genuinely almost the opposite of my type. So there is INJ. And I was ENFP. Um, Now I took the test. I was like, okay. But like, actually, I take the test uh, sometimes, like once a month. And it's almost always a different type. Just because I change my mind so often now like back in the days I was so set in stone who I am and almost as if I can't change it just who I am and now I realize how much your personality can change because of just events and life and I have never gone through so much change ever in my entire life so right now I'm just like that's so weird that I could change in a completely different person but I also now believe that MBTI genuinely doesn't matter at all and it's just a description that can help. But now when I read these MBTI types, I do not identify with any of them, actually. And it's obviously a simplification. But, you know, as much as it was fun to read all the memes and stuff like this, I think I started using it very negatively because, as I've said, I started to use it as an excuse. Um, and if you also heard about MBTI and maybe you have the same kind of thing, like, oh, I'm you know, this type, and that's why I can't do this or this. Like, for example, if you are an ENFP, right, and these people are are notoriously known for their uh, disorganized behavior and being very overly optimistic and something like this, it's not an excuse to not try to organize your life, for example. And for me in the past, like, I read an NTJ description, right, and it was like, oh, you're very, like, you think highly of yourself uh and a little bit like a little bit arrogant i'm like i'm not arrogant uh and then i'm like okay well i'm a little bit arrogant well well that's just because i'm INTJ. and then i just excuse it you know it's it's so crazy how i was just okay with it i don't think that's okay um so that kind of leads me into another thing that i want to talk about and that is standing up so as i've said I used to identify as an INTJ and that is basically the rarest personality type and that's also a personality type that is the rarest for women. Only like something like 1.5% of women have this personality type and I was like oh my god I'm so rare like what the hell Um, (laughs) but I'll be honest with you maybe the fact that I was kind of connecting myself to that was partially because I wanted it to be super rare. But either way, that leads me to talking about being rare and sending out and being kind of weird. I would say that my whole life I was kind of a weirdo, you know, or at least I was called a weirdo by people, um, by my friends, by people in school, by my classmates, by just genuinely random people. And that always, always, while I was a teenager, just irritating me so much i remember this one time i was at school right and i was i think it was like eighth grade or seventh grade and this girl came up to me and she was like 
Oh, no, no. We were just talking and like, this is just my classmate. We're not even, like, we're not friends. We don't talk ever. And I don't know what we were having, just like a general conversation about homework or something. And out of nowhere, she just goes like, you're so weird. Like, you're just so weird. And bear in mind, guys, like, I'm, I'm not your typical weirdo. Like, I'm not the kind of girl who sits in the back of the class and I don't know, just doesn't talk to anyone ever. And I don't know, has really standing out hair or I look really unusual which by the way I don't judge ever like I'm I don't I don't judge anyone for their personal choices but I guess people do because that's cool and you know bullying exists um but like I do not I did not look weird you know and I don't know why I had such a connection with the word weird but she goes like you're just so weird and I think that's because I was called weird so many times in my life that I was like what is it like, what is it? And every single time I ask people, like, why? They they wouldn't give me a description. They wouldn't give me an answer. They were just like, you're so weird. And and every single time my thought process was like, okay, like, like what now? You know, I was so irritated by the fact that people called me weird that I tried to fit in when I was, like, in ninth grade or tenth grade so much. Like, I genuinely looked at these, you know, cool mean girls of the class and I was like I want to be like that right and I just started doing hair and nails and all of that and I just really wanted to not be weird because you know because I was done with being weird and I tried to fit in but looking back I'm just wondering why did it this irritate me so much I think it worked this way because I was scared that if I am being considered weird by people in my class I'll end up, um, you know, one of the pe- one of the people that is being bullied because they were also called weird. And I really didn't want to be the kind of person because I was genuinely scared of social humiliation my whole life. I don't know why too. Um, because ultimately, actually, social humiliation is like not danger for your life. Like, what if you are socially humiliated? What's next? But frankly speaking, like at school, it is genuinely dangerous. Like, it is an actual fear. Um, but yeah, still, like, it, it, I don't know why it bugged me out that much. Like, it was kind of over the top because I tried to not be weird. My best. That was my goal, just, like, to not be weird. And that was the case until I had my identity crisis, uh, something around 15, and then I went into my depression mode, and then it became, like, oh, whatever, I'm an ITJ, I'm weird. You know, that was kind of my rebellion. I was like, fuck you all. I'm a weirdo, you know, I, like I was Jackhead from Riverdale, that's who I was, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> and it was necessary, it was necessary for my growth and development. But I just want to talk with you a little bit about the word weird, because when I was a teenager, this word had such negative connotation in my own mind, because everything that was called weird was like negative, right? If at school, at like 14, 15, you are being called weird, you are in danger. You are literally in danger because that means you are like two steps away from being bullied, right? That like two steps away. And if you are being bullied at school, I don't know, for me, that was my deepest fear when I was at school, genuinely. Like I would just looked at those people that were being bullied and I just, I was really sorry for them, but also I never wanted to be one of them. Um, But right now, so I was like, then I was like, I, I had my dentist and I kind of started embracing the weird personality that I had. I was like, fuck you all. But right now, being a little bit more of a grown up, a little bit more of an adult, 
a little bit more experience happened and you know I had a couple of jobs I had a relationship I had like this and that and that and I lived like a little bit well compared to a 15 year old me of course like I'm still genuinely young and I have no knowledge about life what do I know but you know at least I can tell you like okay it is what it is you know at least I have survived something not anything crazy but something and I realized how being weird is the only privilege that I have like being weird is literally what makes me stand out and being weird is literally the only thing that can make me a better like not about like can bring me money can make me unique and can make me something something out of my life and actually you know differentiate me from everyone and it's like the way the tribe thinking works is that when you are in school you just like really want to fit in because you are so scared of standing out because when you stand out you are being bullied but in adult world the only thing that can actually make you uh you know more successful than other people and bring you more money and bring you whatever it is that you want is being unique and quote-unquote weird and that is crazy because when I went to my first office job where it's like just a typical nine to five you know you, you come to the office you sit there in front of your computer blah, blah blah for the whole day and then you come back home and they're like actual you know grown-up adults who work there and it's their whole life and their whole experience like yeah sure they make like some money there but it's not crazy it's just like good money to live life but it's an like a typical nine to five I looked at them and I realized I'm sorry but nothing about you is interesting like you do not stand out like no I'm sure these like okay <laughs> I'm not being mean right now because these people are really interesting and they you know they had an interesting life and all of them like all of them traveled and like my, my colleagues you know they, they went to different places and they are interesting and in their own sake but to me personally like there is nothing that stands out about them that just makes them very interesting people you know or like someone who you meet and you or you look at them or you interact with them and like you're just in awe you know you're like wow you're such a rich person in terms of your personality and I was just I was just I had a realization <laughs> you know that wait a minute this thing that I was so scared of being called when I was 15 and that is being weird uh and strange or whatever it is is actually the only thing and the very thing that can make me successful that can bring me uniqueness that can make something out of me and I just realized that like every single person on the planet earth would just exist right we go about our days and you can have a typical career or you can have some sort of unusual career or you can uh, you know, be a freelancer or you can become a business owner or you can become a creative person or you can be like, there's so many different paths you can take, like, or you can become an academic. Like there's so many different ways of approaching life. But ultimately, we all got to work because we live in a capitalist society. There's nothing to be done about it right now. And it's just the fact that if I were to become like everybody else like if I were like everybody else there's nothing wrong about it like okay everybody's unique and everybody's different just want to put it out there I don't think that there's such thing as like unique person and then everybody else is just dull no we are all unique in our own ways okay and everybody has their own spark or whatever it is that is just about them okay there's no one who is just like you and you're and there's nothing wrong about 
having a nine to five. But it's just the idea that being weird is somehow bad. You know, I just want to, to make sure that if you have been called weird in your life ever, or you kind of stand out naturally, or you just like, you don't think like other people, or it was hard for you to fit in, or you just like do not have the same thinking process or the same idea about life, or you just want to have your own thing, whatever it is that makes you kind of different from other people, it's not something that you shame within yourself, okay? It's something you should be the most proud of because this is exactly the thing that's going to bring you the most success if you actually embrace it. You know how they uh, say on TikTok, uh, you should kill not the cringy parts of yourself, but the part that cringes because the cringy parts of yourself are actually your best fucking parts. And that is very true. And why? Why? Well, because because in the adult world, when we all grow up, ultimately, you all just got to go to work and make money. That's it. And if there is something about you that is unusual and that stands out, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the way you look. Maybe it's the way you speak. Maybe it's the way you talk. May- it's the same thing. <laughs> maybe it's the way you, I don't know, create something. Maybe it's the way you like to communicate with people. Whatever it is, it can be literally anything. It could be the smallest thing or the biggest thing. But if there's something about you that stands out and it's different from most of the people that you've met or your peers or whatever it is, please do not hide that part of yourself and actually actually try to embrace it. And that's only possible if you let go of the fear of judgment, like and right, and you let go of the fear of being rejected, you let go of the fear of being uh, a failure. There's so many fears to work through. But once you figure out how to feel all of that and do the shit that you want to do anyway, right? Because there's no way to get rid of the fear. There's no way to get rid of being scared of judgment or failure or, you know, public humiliation that I've talked about before. But the thing that you do is that you do it anyway. Like you feel all these feelings, but you still do what you really like doing. And that is because you know that actually that was going to bring you happiness. And once you realize this, there's really just no way back to the life that you had before where you tried to fit in as much as possible and where you tried to just cover yourself up and become a little bit more acceptable in society and become a little bit more, you know, like everybody else. And it, I think this is something that, you know, it's easier said than done because everybody talks about that, right? How we're all unique and you should embrace who you, embrace who you are and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, the society doesn't work this way. The society is created and, you know, the social groups work in a way that standing out isn't favorable, right? Because every time you stand out, there is a chance that you are going to be kicked out. And that just comes from evolution. The way society worked is that you are a part of a group. And if you try to do something different than the group, than the way the group does it, you have like you risk your life genuinely because if you're going to be kicked out you're just going to die in the woods because you're not a part of a group and society and a human being could only survive in a in a group so evolutionary we are not prone to embrace our differences we are not prone to become be okay with who we are and you know embrace it evolutionary we are actually prone to really really uh suppress it and fit in as much as possible. And so it kind of makes sense. 
and even the way you know society is governed is is kind of structured right now in terms of at least kindergartens and school i don't like and in a lot of places universities and in a lot of places jobs you know even it's not like the adult world is that different it of course depends on where you go and how you're gonna approach it but um i feel like there are communities that are more kind of accepting of standing out and there then there are communities that are completely unaccepting and that also you know i feel like in in, in kindergarten and in schools it's completely unacceptable to stand out it, like of course it depends maybe in some very developed european schools or private schools it's cool to stand out but you know in russia obviously <laughs> if you go to a typical public school if you are standing out you are not only going to be bullied but you're also going to be judged by you know the typical parent the typical teacher the director of the school by everyone and if you actually grew up in a school that was favoring students that were interesting and did stand out and not only in the way that is favorable for the school like olympiads or whatever but like if the person was genuinely just interesting and unusual you are very lucky (laughs) because trust me guys like this is rare and most of the people that i've met in my life have not had that experience which is you know a whole other conversation about the way education in russia works and in general in the world education system is just kind of fucked up but uh this is not the 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 point i was just trying to tell you that you know the way the society is structured and from a really young age we are put in a position where you cannot really stand out and if you had a family that you know cherished you for your uniqueness and maybe you created some art or whatever it is that was like different about you you were also very lucky i was lucky to have a family that well maybe they weren't always appreciative what i was doing but at least they never you know stopped me from doing what i want to do like if i wanted to sing all the time they're like okay whatever girl like do, do you think if i wanted to draw i'd draw no one ever judged me for doing things that i did they were just like you know make sure you got the ace at school and then it's fine um but you know there are families where this is not capable possible and you know parents judge their kids for doing something that they like which is crazy um and i really hope that our generation when we become parents we just do not allow this okay guys let's com- like like this let's collectively kind of yeah agree on this one um so standing out is really really hard and it's it's hard not only in in terms of you know when you are a kid it's also hard even when you're an adult, even though it's actually much easier because in the adult world, nobody cares what you do. I feel like at school, you feel like everybody cares what you do because people really do. Like you live in this little, little community of 30 people max that know everything about each other and they cannot really escape it because you got to graduate school and the only way to, to, to you know get out of that community is change schools. But even if you change schools, you're probably going to end up in another community that is kind of like that. So it doesn't really change anything. And everybody cares what you do. And if you fuck up at least a little bit, everybody's going to be telling you about talking about this and humiliating you and embarrassing you for the rest of your life at school. <laughs> but in the adult world, nobody cares what you do. If you fuck up, if you do some bullshit, if you know you cringe, people can laugh about it for a day and then they're going to go about their own life because everybody has their own shit to deal with and it's kind of a blessing but it's also kind of a problem but it's mostly a blessing and that is why standing out as an adult is much easier 
than setting out as a kid. But at the same time, the problem with setting out as an adult is that you hold the responsibility for your actions. Like it's not kind of a game anymore, right? Because you take risks, you take calculated risks, maybe not so calculated risks, and you put yourself out there and whatever it is that you stand out about, right? If it's about creating your own business or if it's about, you know, making your art or if it's about starting a really unusual career or maybe, you know, quitting everything and just going to travel. Every path that you take that is not a typical nine to five that kind of makes you a weirdo inside his eyes, um, it's a risk, right? Because maybe it's not going to work out. But you also, you know what? It doesn't matter because every single risk that you take for your own sake and the things that you really want to do is worthy. As long as, you know, you do not fuck up your whole life and you still have some means to leave and you can still, you know, start from the ground up, as long as you do not take risk on your whole life and you are being, you know, you take risks, but you do not overdo it, it's always going to pay off because even if you fail, ultimately, you, first of all, had some experience, right? You gained some new, some new ideas that you had never had before you probably met new people and in general any endeavor is just really really interesting and every single failure that you have on your path is just another step for success so yeah thank you for, thank you very much for being my TED talk this is a motivational speaker uh <laughs> the, like okay I may sound overly overly optimistic and maybe that's because I just identifies an ENFP now Uh, but all I'm trying to say is that it's all about the mindset right and even what I'm doing right now is a little bit of a risk for me because I'm putting a lot of effort into things that may never really work out and become something big for me or it may right so I'd rather do and try to do something that I really want to do and kind of see as a life for me than you know, just because I'm scared of a failure and judgment and being weird and whatever it is, never do that. And I was restraining myself from things that I truly love for a really long time, truly just because I had so many fears. All of these fears, they, they're they not just ideas. They genuinely stop, stop you from pursuing your dreams. And I'm sure that there are so many people on the planet Earth that have genuinely fantastic dreams and ideas about what they want to achieve in life and what they can do and how they can change the world or maybe create something invent something start something whatever it is but they don't do it because of these fears and I was always kind of I was wondering how can you change that how can you just like get rid of it and I don't think there's any simple straightforward answer it's just a path and there's never a position when you are finally, you know, fearless. Taylor Swift, thank you very much. Uh, there's no position really when you are just so, you know, sure about yourself. Maybe at some point when you achieve a lot of success. But even then, you know, we all know that successful people, they doubt themselves all the time. And they, they're still very stressed. Just like we all are. The only reason for you to keep going is not that you are finally, you know, in a position of like, oh, I know how to do it now. No. Nobody knows shit. Nobody knows how to do things. Nobody knows how to do it right. Nobody knows, you know, what's the correct path. But you don't do it because of you, because of the fact that you want the final result. You do it because of the path and because of the journey. Because it's just interesting and it's fun. 
and it's much better than you know it's much better to try and do things that you really love and maybe fail and maybe risk and maybe get publicly humiliated and maybe cringe a little bit than to do nothing at all and just play safe your whole life you know what i mean i think this is something that is a little bit obvious but also something that easier well it's it's, it's kind of like we all know that but we don't actually apply it so if you have something that you really want to try but you are scared i recommend you to do it anyway feel the fear and do it anyway there's actually a book called like this and i, I read it. it's fantastic um but th- there's not really much in the book it's just like feel the fear and do it anyway that's that's the message um so yeah i don't know how this random random chat ended up being a fucking pep talk but it is what it is so thank you so much for listening i hope you have a fantastic day weekend life everything and yeah see you in the next one peace out Thank you.